varying levels, whether it's as an admin or working over a children's ministry or doing some like a production job on Sunday mornings or leading Camp Adventure, now Leadership Adventure. Their children have been involved. Hayden, right, Hayden's back here, right, Hayden, right there. Hayden works behind the computer screen, has for the last couple of years, done a phenomenal job. Delaney, right here, raise your hand. Delaney, she loves doing that, right? She loves being shown and acknowledged. That's how you stand up and spend. I'm not going to. Uh, but she has served in our children's ministry, and, and we've been blessed. As she actually took, she came and actually met with Sarah, my, my Sarah, and then discipled her and loved on her. Maddie McMatthew is now at Wheaton College up in Illinois. Uh, she she was involved doing a lot, doing this, involved in youth, helping out in children, kind of doing everything that needed to be done. And she discipled our oldest, Anna Catherine, and just had this really cool relationship. And so all that to say, the McMass have been a, a such a vital component and a part of who we always said they have. Of all the couples at Vintage, that as a family component, they have more influence than anybody. It doesn't make them better. It just means they've had this incredible influence. And over the last couple of months, the things have been stirring, and, and they are moving to Chicago, Illinois, uh, literally this week. And, uh, and she, Julie is not happy about it. She is very angry about it. She's a screen, right? And so in this moment, um, we wanted to get an opportunity to come and, and just share, to share their heart, because there are things that God has done in them that I want you to hear. There's things that God has done through them that I would just love you to know about. And I want to get an opportunity to speak. And then we want to send some, take some time and, and send them out like we send everyone else out who leaves, because we believe people leave vintage. They're still family. They will always be family. And as they leave, that we're then sending them out to what God has for them. Okay. And so this morning, I'm just going to say first, you guys are awesome and we love you. Uh, but why don't you just take some time, Scott? You know, we talked in the first service a little bit about it in this week, but take some time to share about this component of family that's meant so much to y'all, what that looks like and, and uh, how that's impacted you guys here at Vintage. Okay. So um, first of all, I think, you know, this has been an absolute whirlwind um, the last really four to six weeks for us, um, you know, just it, it, Chicago was not on our radar screen, and, you know, here we stand this week about to move to Chicago. Uh, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, so reflecting back, five and a half years ago, uh, we stepped into the old space uh, at Vintage uh, in front of Bentwater, and it was in a time and place for us where we were leaving another small plant church that we had been a part of, and, you know, for those of you who don't know, right, we are not from this area, we're Yankees. Um, but we've been here for 18 years. And so our blood family is not close. And so we were seeking family. You know, we were seeking relationships. And, um, you know, we walked into the doors of vintage and we were welcomed. And we knew something from that first day was different. And I think, you know, for those of you that call vintage family, you know what that is. You know that there's this difference to vintage and, and I, I, you know, it's it's authentic Jesus and it's authentic relationship. But in the context of of family, we walked in and stepped in. And honestly, we walked out that first day and I said, we got to go look at other churches. And and literally the four of them were like, did you not see what happened in there? Were you not present? Hello. Um and, and this last five and a half years, 
has been a process of connecting with, growing in relationships and family. And what I would say is that you know, when, we, when we stepped into the doors, we were loved well. And that process continued to grow until, you know, today. We stand here ready to, honestly, I ain't crazy, right? Move to Chicago. And we are being loved well in that process of leaving. That's awesome. So, and I, I love, Lord, I love, we talked yesterday and we mentioned the first service, just this nature of, in the context of family, you guys as family being engaged and involved and, um, and really what that meant for, for your guys' growth. Scott just kind of touched on it there. But kind of talk about, this thing we talked about yesterday, just this nature of the work of God, the growth in your life uh, through this investment and through your family being connected and what that looked like. Even kind of this idea of this family commitment and connection to the family through your vintage. Uh, this is hard. Um, all five of us, and Maddie's not here, are leaving Vintage much better than we arrived. Um, and the reason for that is because of relationship. And when we said yes to Vintage, we said yes to a whole bunch of other things that the Lord led us as a family and also as individuals in that family into. And what I think is really amazing is how the Lord has it really rigged. That when we said yes to Vintage and we started becoming involved and we started connecting, the Lord had it rigged because of what he was going to do for us. And how much we received in what we thought, oh, we're going to serve or we're going to. And the Lord has so much more for us to glean from that. And as we leave, we take so much of that with us. I mean, I, I look around the room and there's just, there's, I have stories that I can, that I can think and my mind just is, is racing with things and, and just connections that we have with someone because of an event that you served at or because of a team that you were on or because of a trip that you went on. And, and those are all the experiences that led to relationship when, and then that leads to something much deeper because you find yourself invested into people's lives. You find yourself praying for people. You find yourself loving people. You, you, there's people in your lives who had influence on your children's lives that actually don't know that they have because your children have watched them and they've influenced your children and they've influenced you and you've watched people move and things. So for us, the relationship piece has been just pivotal. And that's what makes leaving so hard, you know? Yes, it does. In the context, you know, we talked yesterday, and, um, you know, the context of family, God's been doing this work. You've shaped, you've been shaped, we've been shaped by, how many of you say you've been shaped in some way other than that family? Yeah. And so I think that that's a beautiful testimony, right, of God's faithfulness and um, and in that, it, you, the, really kind of the idea that you guys lived on mission while you were here, loving God and loving people. It's just real simple, right? It's kind of what we just read right here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You've done Deuteronomy 6. Well done, right? And so in that, um, Scott, just talk about this idea of we've talked. You said, Steve, we, we, we felt like we're being sent. Mm-hmm. So talk about this, you know, sentness that, that's really important to you guys in this context of going. Yeah, so I think the first thing I would say is, you know, I, I looked around and saw hands come up, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly humbled 
by that. And, and what I'd say is, and I'm just sitting here literally saying to myself, like, we're not that important. I, I don't, I didn't come with, we don't come with a ton of these gifts. We didn't, we didn't walk into the doors at Vintage just going, oh my gosh, here's my resume. Look at all the things I can rock out for you, right? I mean, we didn't. We're not that special. We're not that great. I would say, you know, that, you know, in the context of, you know, how we're leaving, it's important to to think about how we started and how we started was we were seeking the Lord and we were at a place and time in our lives where, you know, for those of you who have read any Francis Chan, right? I mean, we had been, you know, pressing into the Lord saying, what does it look like to live radically in our society? Right. I mean, what does it look like to actually put God first, to actually, you know, live out what we say, right? Walk the talk. And so, you know, when we entered in, in that kind of seeking mode, what we found was, was a church home that helped lead us to that, right? Vintage wasn't the answer to our seeking God, right? Our seeking God was already there. Vintage was the answer to help channel that activity, to grow that activity. And so, you know, I think about when we, when we came in, I think about, um, you know, the first thing Steve said is, hey, take six months and just get to know vintage, right? We, I was like, well, but I want to do something, right? I was like, chill, man, just take six months. And so I think that process, when we moved in here, you know, one of the most amazing things to me is it starts with prayer. It starts with the fact that we had a group in this place. For those of you who are here who know it, it was an amazing time of praying with no paint on the walls, with concrete floors and no carpet. You know, there's verses written on here. You know, there's prophetic um, scripture on the wall here. You know that God had a place before this place, before we were ever here. But it's not about this place. It's about the people. And so my our prayer life was completely changed by that. And, and you know, as it relates to mission, you know, I said it right. Mission to us when we stepped in was we write a check to somebody. Uh, I think, you know, they wear a backpack like six out of seven days of the week. Right. They probably wear sandals, maybe with socks on. And, you know, those are the missionary people. Right. We give to them and they're awesome. But God's got a different call for them. And, and I stand here today, say, say, we live on mission every day, right? We live on that place where God wants to equip us every day to say, you know, what do you have for me today, Lord? We go to Chicago feeling that we're being sent by the Lord. That, you wouldn't have heard that from me five years ago or from us five years ago. We're missionaries. That's crazy, right? I said in the first service, and I'm serious about this. I, we literally, I want to be that, we want to Skype, right? We want to actually be like, I don't know, I don't know about getting on the wall, but um, anyway, so I think, I think the influence there was seeking the Lord and him leading us through that journey. And then, and then the body of vintage and the leadership and the shepherding guiding that path and that journey. It's good. Yeah, it's awesome. And I love this idea then, you know, and I think this, I love that because this idea of embracing this, this, this mentality, we've been, we gather to scatter, right? And so we gather together so we can scatter to what God has for us. And so, so, uh, Lori, just spend a, a moment and kind of talk about, you know, as you guys go and, and, and God's done this work in you, parting words, parting words that we should know. 
that you would leave us with that um, you feel like God has spoken that um, that we need to know? Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like what happens with your kids. You've got kids who are older, and you send them, you send them on because you know that's the order of things and that that's okay. But it's hard, and relationship is risky. And there's things in relationships that are that are challenging, and there's things that are wonderful, and there's things that are hard. And I would I would say that we have been changed by vintage because of relationships, because of these the relationships that we've formed here. And the thing I would leave you with would be look around you and, and, and look at the people around you and, and get to know them, get to know their story, get to know their heart, because these are the people that are part of your family. And, and as we, as we leave, we take that with us. You know, we have these memories, but the memories don't really mean a whole lot without the relationships behind them. And, and that's what we have. And we're leaving with that. And I would say, you know, if you don't have a place, if you don't feel like you have a place here, you're not sure what your gifts are, like, seek that out. There's plenty of people who would love to come alongside that and, and, and help you find that because you're important to this body. And there's, there's so much here and there's so much that we can give to each other as part of, uh, of one body. And, um, and I just, that, that's probably my biggest thing is that we, we leave here loving better than we arrived loving. And that's part, the biggest part of what we've learned here is how to love well. And as we leave, that's what we take with us. And that's what we take to Chicago with us. And hopefully God will use that. And um, we're just, we're grateful. We're just so grateful. So, Scott, you got one minute. Parting, one minute. Parting shot in one minute, bro. Dude, I can't. It's hard. All right. Hey, Jonathan Griffith right there. He's right there, man. He's going to, like, go ahead and start timing right don't, now. Don't be timing. Hey, Mark. Set, go. Um, so, he, I'm going to stand. So, here's 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 my thing, right? When, when we came in... Um, it, it was it was supernatural for God to do the work that he's done over the last five and a half years. But you know what it required from us? Just simply saying yes. Simply saying yes and being willing to actually have things change. You know, what's amazing to me is I look back and I think all the things that we've been involved in. And I, literally people come up, they're like, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, honestly, I don't know how we do it either. But we say yes. And so, you know, as we as we hear about Isaiah, you know, the Isaiah part, I don't think that there's a missing part that said and then God asked who will go. And then Isaiah said, hang on two seconds. Let me just check my schedule here and figure out whether there's something he said. Here I am, Lord. So say yes. Like I will. I promise you. I promise you. If you say yes. Well, hmm, I'm going to. I, hmm, he told me not to say this. So. I promise you that when we said yes, God worked out our schedules. I promise you that happened. Okay. And I promise you that every time that we said yes, it gave us confidence to say yes again. And so we've been changed, not by some equipping that we had, again, not by some resume that we had. Our kids aren't changed because we said, hey, this is what you have to do. You have to plug in here. 
Our kids were changed because of what they saw here. Our kids were changed because people loved them and invested in them. And so my parting word, although, again, I want to be on the screen at some point here, um, is, is our, our story is about family. And our story about connecting in family is about saying yes and letting God figure out the rest of it. Okay? Calling is every day saying yes to God and saying, God, I'm on mission today. What do you have for me? What can I say yes to and be in your, be in your path and be in your flow? So um, we love you all. I want to thank you guys for your complete investment in our family. We leave here with brothers and sisters, with aunts and uncles, with some of you grandparents um, that are spiritual family, that are, that are more family than our family. And so we thank you. We cherish that. We value you guys. And we love you. Amen. That make Good. All right. Well, McMass, come all the way down here. Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all go ahead and head down here, Delaney and Hayden. So what we're going to do, we have, a, we have a gift for you that Randall's going to present to you guys. Uh, it's a brand new car. I'm just kidding. Um, four-wheel drive, yes, in the snow. I got chains in the back, man. Hey, and what we're going to do, and invite anyone who wants to come. I know there'll be a lot of people, but we're going to come gather around. I'm just going to pray as we all do for everybody and commission them out and send them out. So y'all go ahead and come. And as y'all come, begin to pray. If you don't know them at Mass, it's fine. You can still pray for them. And uh, so let's just go ahead and begin praying for them for this move and for the ministry that God has for them. Just begin, and I will, I will close this out in prayer in a couple of minutes, so, or in a minute. So, Father, we come in agreement this morning and say thank you. We worship you and thank you and praise you, God, that you allowed our lives uh, to overlap with McMath's life, God. We thank you for them. We thank you for the ministry you have expressed through them. We thank you for the way that you've grown them and matured them. We thank you, God, that we are different because of, of their investment. And we pray, Jesus, as they take these next steps, Lord, I pray, Father, that you would want connect them with with the extended family, God, with new family in Chicago. I pray, Father, that you would that you would give them a place to go and invest and a place, God, to, to get involved. I pray, Jesus, that you empower them in their going, God, and the confidence of the knowledge of Jesus' love for them. They would know the depth, the width, the height, and the breadth of your love for them. And, God, that you would keep them united together as a family as they go, Lord, so as they go they can continue to have this kingdom impact. We pray, we thank you, Jesus, that, that what you have ahead of them is far greater than what they've experienced up to this point, God, in their knowledge of Jesus and the ministry you have for them. 
And so, Father, we pray for open doors, Lord, as you open them, God, they would know it. And God, the things they say yes to, Lord, that there would be great fruit in them. Jesus, I pray you'd bless them this week. And God, I thank you for them. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yes. Scott, he wants to thank, say thank you to people who prayed warmth over them for the uh, negative 40 degrees this year in Chicago. Mm-hmm. The frozen tundra. All right, hey, let's dive in. I want to get through this this morning and give an opportunity to respond. This is Connection Sunday. Connection Sunday is very simple. We believe that God wants to take you and get you connected at Vintage and in roles and areas of service. That's what you have, this little sheet that you picked up. You turn it this way. It says Connect at Vintage 242, and then you took it and you turned it this way, and it had these different pieces. These are ways that you can get connected. We're going to talk about it more later. But we believe that God does want you to get involved and uh, wants you to get connected and say yes to what he has. And because of this very reason, because we, we are a part of family, the, the, the title for this morning is very simple. It's called Family Matters. Family Matters. It's this text right here, this idea that family matters. And the idea of family matters is not it's family matters as in family is important. But there are also family matters to discuss, right? Issues we need to discuss, things we need to process. And so this morning, if you're a first-timer at Vintage, this is a very, very unique service. This is actually the first time I've ever done it. And so just in advance, you're going to get a picture of who we are a little bit, but then come back another time. But, uh, but you get to see this idea that, that we want to connect you in family. We want you to be connected. In Ephesians chapter 3, I believe we see this... this um, Picture of God's heart through the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 3, in the first five verses, Paul comes and says, guys, i got a mystery. There's this mystery I want to share with you. It's a mystery that, that, that all previous generations have been really intrigued by. They want, to under, they want to understand. And in our generation, in this season, in this moment, the Holy Spirit has revealed it to us, verse 6, this mystery that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Everyone understands the word heir. The heir is someone who receives some receives primarily in the use in the context of family what belonged to their parents, right? You had this, you have a person here, and then their heir receives everything. And so it's in the context of family. So everyone's center. This morning we are talking about family. We're talking about here these heirs that receive, that receive this mystery. So the mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The Gentiles were those who were not part of the family. They were outside of the family. They were not in this relationship, able to come into the same relationship with God the Jews were in the same type of way, right? They were outsiders, disconnected. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, a similar language says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. One body, one family. We're all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, these two extremes, all were made to drink of one spirit. And the idea is simply this I want you to hear this. It's the fruition of Psalm 68, which says God wants to put the lonely in families. God wants to take the lonely, the disenchanted, disconnected, those who are apart and separated. He wants to put them 
into family. Now, here's the point that's, here's the, here's the thing that's so important about this. God's plan, you've heard this, you've been in church any portion of your life, you've probably heard some pastor say, you are God's plan for saving the world. Have you ever heard that before, something along those lines? And I would say this is not true, because you are not. We are God's plan. You are not God's plan. The church, the people of God, the family of God, united as one, are God's one chosen plan to save the world that is lost and separated from him. It's the language here. We've been brought into one body, one church, and one family. Listen, this is a really big deal. It's a really big deal that you recognize the salvation of the world does not depend on you. Because you are a part of a whole. And it is the whole that is important as it relates also, but as you are an individual in that, it's important. And so the idea is that God saves the world through the church. And the church is not an institution. It's not a business It's not something that you attend. It is a family. God is our father. Remember Jesus prayed very inclusive language. He says, our father. And the disciples went, oh, yeah. Did you see that? He called us our father. He must be our father, too, because we are one family, one body, one body, one church. And so in this, this morning, we have this idea then that we, if he is our father, that we are sons and daughters, meaning that we are brothers and sisters. None of this is new to you. You all understand this. In fact, some of you, he's, hell, he's going, he's going the father route right now. I get that. Okay. And you kind of just thinking about lunch all of a sudden. You do that in church, right? Like, I've already heard this message before. Yeah, I remember when Brother Jimmy preached this one years ago. I mean, it's the best thing I ever heard. I wonder if this is going to be as good as that one. That's what we do in church, right? The idea is this this morning, that yes, we are the church. We are one body. We are God's plan. We together are the body. We are the church. He is our father. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are now siblings with each person sitting around you. And this is important because we are God's plan to save the Dallas, Ackworth, Cartersville, Paulding, Cobb County area. We are his plan, the united body of Jesus, the family of God who has a powerful and dynamic plan that God has established for us. We have a purpose together. Verse 18 of Ephesians 3 says that Jesus's power is in us, the church, for the purpose of bringing glory to Jesus, that as we function as one body. As we function as God's family, unified together, then we change the world. But we specifically change this region in which we live. And so when we when Jesus talks about church and when Jesus talks about the body and when Jesus 
names God as our father, which is pretty, pretty dang scandalous, to be honest with you, that God of all creation now makes us heirs and co-heirs with Christ, according to Romans, to everything that belongs, everything, listen, everything that belongs to son Jesus now belongs to us as part of, because we are now heirs, part of the body, Gentiles and Jews, slaves and free. We're like, that should go, that should make us go, oh, this is a big deal. Oh my gosh. Brother Jimmy didn't say that. This is the deal. Family matters. And therefore, there are family matters for us to discuss this morning. Number one, this is huge to me. Right? Pay attention. Family is, remember, 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 uh, like family greater than family is greater than individuals. This is a really big deal. Family, the body of Christ, the church is more important to God than than an individual. Like, you remember, it was the Jewish nation who got sent into captivity while there were some righteous, God-fearing individuals who were part of it. You remember that? Happened again and again and again. God didn't say, well, I won't send this individual. No, it was the whole nation together. They were the people of God. One nation. In a sense, we would say one church. Family The family is more important than individuals. But here's the thing. But one of the clearest ideas in Scripture is that God loves individuals, isn't it? He wants to move in their lives. He wants to move in your life. But have you thought about it? God's goal of saving you is not so you would go to heaven. God's goal of saving you is so you could be an actual integral part of the body of Christ and fulfill your role of bringing his kingdom on earth. God didn't save you to send you to heaven. God saved you to make it part of his body so that those who are dying and going to hell would come into heaven too. God saved you not for yourself primarily, but for his purposes and for his kingdom. The great byproduct, you get to spend eternity with him also. It is a great tragedy. We spend most of our time in church talking about personal salvation as in Jesus saving you for yourself because he loves you. When reality, the proper word is saying God saved you because he loves you, but because he puts you into a family that he wants to have shaped the world. Family. Are you, are you tracking with me? Are you tracking? Are you tracking with me? Okay. I just want to make sure, dude. Okay. Like. You're really smart. I just want to make sure you're tracking because I know I get boring sometimes. So, so family is greater than family is greater than individuals. Okay, you know I pick on you if I love you right here. Vintage. Okay, that means I love Matt. I love you, man. So anyway, so family is greater than individuals. Individuals are of utmost importance to God. It's like you're and you get it. My child wants to stop and go to Dairy Queen. But the best thing for our family is to get home and go to bed because it's 1030 at night. What's best for them is not what's best for us. So we're all going home. Family, better than individual, greater than individuals. The picture of 1 Corinthians 12, 14. For the body does not consist. Listen, the body does not, body does not consist of one member. That's not what it's about primarily, but of many. Verse 18, but as it is, God arranged the individual members of the body. I've added that in there. Each one of them. As he chose, if all were a single member, where would the body be? What if we were walking ears? How awkward would that be, right? Every individual makes up the whole, and they're all vitally important. Number two, we are members of the family, but not members. We are members of the family, but not members. 
verse 6 of Ephesians 3 says we are all members of the same body, which means that we are all members, as in my wife and my two girls are members of my family. They're not paying dues to come be members of the Hambrick family, right? They're not going to, they're not going to like all of a sudden give their little, here's some money and I'm going to come and commit to be part of, of this family. No, they were born into it. They, they come into it. They don't have to pay dues to be part of it. That's silly talk. This isn't like the, the Hamburg Country Club. Come and sign up and be part of our family, right? Hey, you can be a member too. We're having a discount this month. Oh, right. We're sucking. We're kind of bringing you in. Oh, come on in, right? Tricking you in. Give us some money. No, man, like you give your life to Jesus and you become a member of God's family. Jesus is your ownership card, right? He lives inside of your heart. And all of a sudden you become a vital member, just as every single member of your family is vitally important and has different roles to play, right? Every single person is a hand or a foot or an ear or a nose. We are a vital member of God's family family, unique individuals who have been gifted for the purpose of the whole, saved not for yourself, but for saved for God's purposes in the family. So we are members of the family, right? But we're not members. Number three, one church, many expressions. One of my favorite uh, things is those like common sense trick questions. You know, talking about like you taking like the first day of school to try to like kind of make you laugh and stuff. And these common sense trick questions like this one. How many animals of each species did Adam take on the ark with him? Adam didn't take them onto the ark, right? It was Noah, right? These common sense trick questions or before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the highest mountain in the world? Mount Everest. It just hadn't been discovered yet, right? These common sense trick questions. So if I say to you today, and I'm already giving the answer, if I'd asked you before, how many churches are there in the world? There's one church. It's a common sense trick question. How many churches? There's one church. Revelation said there's one bride of Christ being prepared for Jesus. There is one Church comes to this trick question. But what we have in the one church, big C, are many little expressions. Little C. One church. Different expressions. We actually see this in Scripture where you see the church at Ephesus, the church at Colossae, right? The church at Laodicea, the church at Thessalonica, the church at Philadelphia, right? See, all these different little C's that are all part of the one C, the, the big church, the big body, one big family, hundreds of thousands of expressions of the little C. It seems like there's that many in the Southeast, doesn't it, right? But all these little C's right here. And so there's one church, and we're all a part of it. And there are different little, little C expressions. Vintage 242 is one of those. And so we come this morning, there's one church, different expressions. And therefore, if this is the case, that vintage is part of the body, then this is important. That if in the body, every single person has a role to play, according to 1 Corinthians 12, and vintage is a small c part of the body, the family of God, then each, then we as vintage have a unique and vital role to play in the body today. We have said in our vision statement that, that 
our vision is to transform our community through the love and power of Christ. We are to impact our community as Vintage 242 Expression Church, right? We are to impact our community so powerfully through Jesus' love and his power that broken places in our community are healed and lives that are far from him would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus so they could be grafted into the church for the purposes of God. This is nothing new, right? You, you basically know this in theory. Vintage has a role to play in this community that no other little C can fulfill. If vintage wasn't here, we would be like this dead arm over here. Let's just say we're an arm. And someone says, hey, vintage, say hello. You're like, right? Instead of going, hey, right? Because we're a vital role. We have things to do. Vintage has a call that no other little C can accomplish in our area. We are a unique church. We are a unique church. Our family at Vintage is important to the whole body and to the whole church, specifically in our region. But we can only be effective if Vintage is a family that functions as family. We're only an effective family if we actually, we're only effective in our region if we function as the family of God, the church, the body he's designed us to be. I love asking people about, hey, tell me about your family. What's going on, right? I love to hear about spouses and what's going on. I love to hear about kids and sporting events especially. I love to hear about their trips, right? I love to hear everything going on in their life. I really do. I I sit down and say, hey, I'm ask you, how did you meet your spouse? I think it's really, really interesting to get your history, right? And when they talk, right, about family, they always say things like this. Well, we went to Florida. They'll go, oh, my gosh, our family is crazy. Or, man, we, ha- we had so much. They say, my family, as in, like, the owners, like, my family. I mean, they're so, so messed up, right? And so there's all these beautiful things. They talk about this. It's ownership language. Ownership language. The we and the us and the our and the my and all this type of stuff, right? My family. And I, and I love when people feel like they're actually part of their family and kind of owning the fact they're part of the family. And so when we talk about the language we use at Vintage, it really is no different. The thing that, that, that's like a, a dagger to the heart for Randall and I always is when people talk to us and they're going to go, Vintage, yeah, yeah, your church. Like, You've been here three years. It's not our church. It is our church, but it's our church, Right. And it just breaks us because we recognize, my gosh, here are people who just attend as if it's a country club to come to and and be a part of the show, but never actually dive in and connect on a relational level to actually be the part of the body that God brought them to be for us. Like I said, there's someone one time and I said to this person, you know, you have this incredible gift of healing that you've never actually expressed advantage over the last five years you've been here, and we've actually uh, been handicapped because of it. We're a hand that's just like dangling because you're not doing anything. Please, please engage, right? Please engage, right? Vintage is a family. It's a function as a family. It's our. It belongs to us. It's a we, right? 
We can't be people who just kind of flitter around and never plant our roots, never connect. Because people who flitter and never connect, never actually plant roots, never actually build relationships, they just treat church like an event they go to to pay their dues here in the offering basket so they can get, they can come in and they come and they experience and then they leave and they go home. In this reality, Louis Giglio said this, I thought it was beautiful and, and, and powerful and sad. He says, in this region in which we live, especially convenience and options are diluting the work of maturity and the building of roots when it comes to churches. Convenience and options are diluting the work of maturity because the only way maturity happens for us in the body of Christ is if you connect yourself with a little C, you dive in like Scott and Lori talked about today into the depth of relationship, which is always messy, which is always going to offend you. It probably gonna get hurt along the way because guess what? You've been offended and hurt and let down by your own blood family all the time. Why is any less in this? Because we're imperfect. And so are you. You're going to offend me along the way, probably, by being offended at me. All right, no, just kidding. No, it's this whole dynamic that goes down, right? And so vintage is a family that needs to function as a family. And as we do that, each person fulfilling their role, that's the idea of this next one. Family then owns being a part of family. We function as a family. That's how we function. But also need to own being a part of that family. Like, I don't know about you, but in my family, there are things that have to be done. There are responsibilities that, that need to be fulfilled. And let me tell you whose job it is not to clean up my daughter's bathroom and, 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 and her bedroom. Mine. That's her responsibility. I might need to tell her again and again, right, to do it. But, but it's her responsibility to clean up her own room. And is that really mean of me to give her a responsibility? I should just do it for her because I love her. And she should just sit there and receive from me all day long and I'll do everything for her. No. What does that make her? A really immature, irresponsible adult. In family, you have to own being a part of your family. Do you know who gets to sit back and only receive and never have to actually do anything in a family? A baby. They get to sit there all day long and go... Just suck on it, whatever they suck on, right? They're sitting there, go pick up blocks, and then we, do, then we feed them, we bathe them, we wipe their bottoms, right? We tell them how snuggly and cute they are, right? We just tell them, they just get to receive and receive and receive and receive and receive and receive all day long with absolutely no responsibility, no connection, no depth of connection, no maturing, right? In the context, there's no responsibilities. Do you know spiritual babies? Because the church is full of them. Paul would say, hey, you by now should be eating spiritual meat, but instead you're going, right, to drinking spiritual milk all day long. Don't ever get this. That's a great picture, right? That's what we do all day long. You have talked to them this week. All they do is flitter around to suck out of someone all the life that they can get from them and then never return. They just want to just take and take and take and take and receive and receive and receive and receive and receive. And the church is full of those people and we're missing arms and noses and heads and feet and ears. And as little seeds churches, we are dying and and being dysfunctional because the pieces that make us functional in the body, every single person owning and being a part of their family and stepping 
stepping into an area of responsibility of things that they need to do because the family needs it to have done. They step into that saying, I don't feel called by God. He didn't call me on the phone. Hey, I want you to go do work with children. No, he says, hey, you need some money of children? Yes, I will do it because God loves children. Listen, it is a cop out in the 21st century church to say that's not my calling. What? Your call is to love God. Your call is to love your neighbor. Everything else is gravy. Because I don't feel called to children. I don't feel called to youth. I don't feel called to small group ministry. God's what? That's lame. That's not true. It's just not true. God has called us to say, hey, you're a functioning part of the family. You have responsibilities in part of the family. Who likes taking out the trash? Not this guy. It's a responsibility. Who likes cleaning their room? It's in a complete, utter mess. Nobody. Oh, this is so fun. I love picking up all my clothes and making my bed and not talking to my friends and hanging out and going to Starbucks. This is so great. I love doing absolutely nothing fun. It's a responsibility. Spiritual meat. Yes, getting in and saying yes. The church of the family of God functioning as it's meant to function. The church, listen, every little C that we love around here, we've got, there's vintage here, we've got four points down the road, we've got Grace Point, we have Cedar Crest Church, right, we have, we have Westridge, we can go on down the line, Hometown Church, Journey Church, down to Riverstone, down to Stonebridge, the churches in our network. Listen, they're all little C's and they all are supposed to function well, and we want all of them to be awesome and to function well because when they function well, then everything in our area functions better. And because if people in their churches will step in, I'm praying, God, would you have people in their churches engage and say yes, say yes. So what's out here to fill a role and need in the body of Christ? Because when that happens, like Lori said earlier, it's like when that happens, here's a crazy thing. When I say yes to whatever it is, guess what happens? I grow spiritually. I build relationships with people. Listen, people come all the time and say, I don't know anybody at Vintage. You're not doing anything, honestly. Like if I, like I can say it to a large group and then like pointing fingers at them. But if like if but when you like just be really careful, because if you hear me say it here, I'm going to say it to you in person now. I don't feel connected to vintage. Then do something, because when you do something, guess what happens? You build relationships. You connect with people. You begin to share hearts, and your heart is shared, and their heart is shared, and all of a sudden you have a friend, and then they rub off on you, and you rub off on them in a sense of like growth. And all of a sudden a year later you recognize you're a deeper and stronger person, and then someone looks to you and says, "Hey, will you disciple me?" You're like, "Me." And because of the last year, because you actually said yes and connected, God changed you. I mean, Delaney worked in children's for the last two years. I think with Kathy Cox, is that right? And Delaney is a different young woman because Kathy just was Kathy around her. Because she said yes. I'll tell you something. If you want to connect and be part of family and really actually engage and get weaned off of the spiritual milk... So I don't look at you going, mm, 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 right? Laura McNeil, I'm just kidding, right? I'm just picking on McNeil's today. No, it's like, then just wean and say, yes, start doing something. Literally. Like, who's a youth? Who works with youth in here? I want you to stand up now. I want you to stand up. Yeah. You can be seated. 
Now stand up. I'm just kidding. Every Sunday night, they come. And your youth walk home or drive home better people because they bled on them. The love of Jesus giving their life away. Because they said yes. Is it, hey, y'all, you can, you can be honest. Is it super easy to show up every Sunday night and invest in the kids who never really kind of give you the time of day? Is it really easy? Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we do that in all levels. I mean, look at Hato back here. I mean, poor guy, he sits back there, and every single time something happens with a computer and a word doesn't get popped up in time, what do you do? You go like this, look back. That guy back there know what he's doing? Why is he changing that song to a man? Right? Do you do it? We all do. I maybe do it. Randall especially does it, right? It just happens. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, let's just call it like it is. It's that people are giving themselves and serving. Guess what? Our youth are, our leaders are, I'm just picking on y'all because I love y'all and y'all are great. Are y'all perfect leaders? I tell you, he's not Timothy Parker. No, I'm just kidding. No, he's awesome too, right? No, seriously. Like this, it's, it, God always calls imperfect people prime candidate. Opportunities to serve, to embrace. Right, that's the number seven here. Our act of serving advantage deepens our relationships, deepens our roots, and matures us through service because we grow in humility. Jesus, in being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but took the very nature of a servant and humbled himself. Yes, even humbled himself to the point of death on a cross so that we could be part of the body. So we could be the church. We could have an integral part in the little C and make a massive difference. I know Pastor Jimmy preached this message years ago and you already know all of it. I'm just asking that that you would embrace it. As we do the little, as you do your part well, inside the little C, it all of a sudden empowers the bigger C to bring God's kingdom on earth, as He's already spoken it in heaven. And I don't know about you, but it'd be pretty awesome to have God's kingdom established in this area. And that then goes back to you simply doing your part. This morning, you pick we, these sheets. I've already named them. Right here, this connected vintage 242. These are literally just real generally the, all the basic ways that you can plug in and get invested that quote unquote the needs that we have at vintage, the, the things that opportunities, I'm, I, the word really is opportunities, ways for you to get in, build a relationship, connect and serve and to say yes. These are all things right now that are available to us. And all I'm going to ask you to do is we're going to just end and I'm going to pray for us and we're just going to have music playing and, and you can come and we're going to end our service and we're not having our ministry time tonight is simply to look at the sheet and then outside we have tables. If you see on here, it says all these brown words, adult ministry, worship ministry, mission outreach. There are tables out there with people sitting at them. You can talk to every single person about one of these areas. And I would love for every single one of you who consider vintage home. As part of your spiritual family, you don't have to pay spiritual dues. You don't have to go to some special class. No, I mean, if you come in and say, God, I'm committed here, then you are part of our, well, you're really part of all of our, our family anyway, but you're now this committed family, like you're here, you're invested, you're engaged. 
And I just want to invite you to pick up one of these and allow God to wreck you and then change us through it. Wreck you and then change us. And so, that's it. Amen. You can bring your offering up here when you're ready. Communion's available if you want to take that.